Are you ready to take control of your life? Overcome the obstacles that have been holding you back. I'm Dr. D, and welcome to Quitting is Not an Option, a podcast that inspires and empowers you to reinvent your past and revolutionize your future. I know what it feels like to be held back by past failures and setbacks as I myself lost a multi-million dollar business, home, investments, and marriage due to the bad acts of a CFO. But I rose from the ashes and recreated a new life, and now I am an accomplished author, gifted speaker, consultant, and life coach. And each episode will cover tips and strategies to overcome adversity, overcome fear and feelings of failure. We also have experts and special guests who share their inspiring experiences to support you every step of the way. Together, we can help you find joy in your journey while positioning you towards success. Let's get started. Virtual assistants have been empowering entrepreneurs to thrive in the digital age for more than five years. They handle the tasks entrepreneurs shouldn't, so they can focus on what only they can do to drive their business forward. The concept was initially born out of necessity for entrepreneurs and small business owners who needed help with certain tasks, but didn't have the resources or funds for a full-time employee. Referred to as a BA or VOA, a virtual office assistant is a remote assistant who works for a company or individual on a self-employed or contract basis. A VA assists with office management, work can also tackle a variety of writing, editing, design, marketing, and social media-related activities. Other services provided could include calendar management, email correspondence, market research, sales support, bookkeeping, and website management and personal tasks. Additionally, the VA can provide administrative, technical, or creative assistance to clients remotely. VAs are independent contractors rather than employees, and clients are not responsible for any employee-related taxes, insurance, or benefits, except in the context that those indirect expenses are already included in the VA's fees. Clients also avoid the logistical problem of providing extra office space and equipment. Clients pay 100% productive work and can work with virtual assistants individually or in multi-VA firms to support whatever need they're looking for. Virtual assistants usually work for other small businesses and support busy executives. Becoming a VA is one of the easiest ways to work from home. And utilizing a VA allows you to leverage and elevate your business. I must inform you 
that all, not all VA's employers are equal. Why, Dr. D, do you say that? Because I have had a not so good situation starting out with my BA being missing in action, then not answering my telephone calls, then making promises they never thought about keeping and demonstrating the mindset of letting the chips fall where they may. Even with the contract in place, my prior VA had no regards for me. Instead, she was plagued with family issues and put those first without any notification to me. In other words, the VA offering can be good or it can be a disaster. The demand for VA services has increased significantly with an increase of internet users of more than 257 million from 2020 and 2021, it's believed that VA or the VA market will reach $25.6 billion by 2025. Popular VAs or ones that you may be familiar with can include Amazon Alexa, Apple Siri, Google Assistant, and Microsoft Cortana. Organizations can expect to save as much as 78% in operating costs from outsourcing tasks to a VA instead of hiring a traditional in-house employee. There are no geographical restrictions and they can provide personalized assistance from any location. So, whether you're looking at a startup or you're working for a large corporation, businesses across the spectrum are reaping the benefits of VAs. It's flexible and cost-effective. So if augmenting your support staff is timely, consider some compelling reasons why VAs could be your best bet. Again, cost-effective, round-the-clock support, flexible hiring, productivity booster, scalability, work-life balance, stress reduction. And joining me today to share more about this awesome, amazing topic is Susie Bills. Susie is the owner-CEO of the Virtual RX Agency and has been at it since 2017. Welcome, Susie. How are you? Thank you, Dr. D. I am fantastic. How are you? I'm great. And I'm so excited that you joined us today to share more information about this amazing, amazing concept. And PFAM, allow me to welcome you. I am ecstatic that you joined for this topic because this is a round the world topic. And you can get services from wherever you are. In an effort to be full and open, allow me to share with you, the Virtual RX Agency is my new agency. And I am very excited. I'm pleased to show them off because we have a phenomenal relationship. So Susie, can you share for the PFAM today some insights 
into this evolving landscape of virtual assistant services and also how businesses can best leverage them to increase efficiency and productivity. Absolutely, absolutely. Hello, PFAM. Um, I'm so glad to be here. So let me just share a little bit uh, of why somebody may actually feel or need, or maybe a lot of people don't even know they need. So I'm going to give some ideas um, and some some information where you can maybe self-identify if you uh, are in need of a virtual assistant. So a lot of people that I work with uh, come to me because they're having trouble in their business getting things off their plate so they can work on their business rather than in their business in the day-to-day um, tasks that is that are taking up uh, the majority of their time. So if you are somebody that spends a lot of time replying to emails, if you're somebody that spends a lot of time in creating social media content or just time in general on your marketing, um, if you are somebody who wants to scale your business, but you continually find yourself with not enough time to work on uh, tasks that would help you do that, these are kind of the three areas where people can immediately get relief um, from and free up their time. So I always suggest uh, that people first use a VA and hire a VA for tasks that are um, very, very repetitive and that they find themselves doing day in and day out. Uh, because if it's something that you are continuously doing and you've done it a thousand times, it's very easy for you to show somebody exactly how to do it. And so if it's your, if you're somebody who is just starting out with a VA, I always recommend um, that you just start off with a couple of tasks. I always recommend that you try try them on for a while, right? Uh, we want to work with people in our business that that we're a fit for. Uh, and, uh, and sometimes it's, it's just like when you are using the traditional route of hiring somebody. You don't always hire the right person the first time, right? So um, I would say, you know, leveraging somebody to help you with these repetitive tasks to free up your time, but also being open to trying on a few people. <laughs> um, we all have different ways that we work. We all have different personalities. Uh, and so it's very common that there will perhaps be a few that you might go through um, before you find the fit that is great for you. But when you find that fit, it will change your business and it will change your life. So Susie. When you talk about repetitive tasks and buying on a few people, are you saying that within the um, agency, if one person doesn't fit, then someone could move on to yet a different person? So there's very, there's several different models, right? When you're, if you're starting out, so let me just explain a couple of the different models that might be a fit for you. So there is the route where um, you can go to, let's say, an online jobs community like Upwork, right? That's a very, like a freelancer site, right? So many great virtual assistants on there. They are single people, right? That you can hire. Um, it sounds like maybe you hired one of them that you were talking about in your intro and it wasn't a good fit, but that was like a, probably a single person, right? So there was no, so there's positive and negatives about that. The positive would be that you're picking the exact person, you interview them, um, you know, you're, you're in charge, right? If you want to be that person. Uh, but the downside is they probably, you know, don't have a team behind them. So like you said, if a personal issue comes up or they just decide they don't want to do it anymore, sometimes um, they ghost you, 
right? That, that can be a, a common thing if it's, if it's not working out. So, um, my, so I have an agency. Um, now there are a couple different ways agencies are done. Um, the way that I do it is it's called a one sourcing model. So what that means is that, um, I am in charge. I'm the overseer or the online, let's say business manager. Um, and then I have my own team of virtual assistants that I have uh, trained, um, that work the way that I have trained them to work for my client. And so, uh, let's say that somebody is sick one day happens all the time, right? People are sick, people go on vacation, people have babies. Um, and so what that means uh, with my team is that I have other people on the team that can step in, right? Because I have this team that I've worked and I've cultivated. So there isn't um, a, oh, somebody's sick. So your work, Dr. D doesn't get done and you, um, too bad for you, right? We always have people that we, in, in, the, in the background working. Um, so that's a very important distinction, right? Um, but my agency is not personal assistance. So the other part of the way that we work is that we work per task, right? So whatever we're doing for you, we, we schedule it in the schedule and we have it done on a timeline. Um, whereas if you wanted to hire a personal assistant that is for you on call, right? Like between certain hours and you call them and in the moment they can do things for you. Those are both virtual assistants. But um, the age, the way it's set up and what they're providing for you is very different. So it's important to understand uh, and take some time to really think about as a business owner, what do you really need, right? So if you just need your social media done, your email marketing, these, these tasks that are, um, can be done in advance, right? And then, and then scheduled out, great way to use an agency, great way to make sure all of your um, tasks are done in advance and you have time to approve them and, and all of that. If you're somebody on the go that needs in the moment, um, answering of your phone and scheduling your appointments and, and, um, you know, helping you make appointments and things like that. Um, that's that you need to know which person you're looking for. Right. And sometimes it's a combination of both. Um, but I have found that it really is two different types of people. Um, because, um, so you may end up hiring two two different um, VAs, right? Depending on what your needs are. So very important to take a self audit of yourself and also your business to really understand uh, what type of help is going to be the biggest, um, the most help for you in, in, to be able to leverage a VA, right? Um, and at some point, if we want to, we can also talk about pricing models because the range of pricing also is something you need to realize um, in your business what what you're willing to pay what you can afford because the gamut <laughs> runs um, you know huge right and um, because we're also able to to get um how do I say this um, we're also able to leverage people from other parts of the world right so there is a huge difference in um, cost as well so there's a lot of factors that come into play um, when you are thinking about who you want to work with how you want to work with them, what the work is, and then also, of course, with everything, right? Cost is a factor as well. Beautiful. Thank you. That is very valuable information. And PFAM, please know that this is a beautiful, beautiful space to be in, but you've got to do your homework. Make sure you do your homework. And as Susie just so eloquently said, 
you may wind up with two different ones, one that are doing particular needs or particular requirements that you may have, and then another that hones in on specifically your area of expertise. So Susie, how do you manage the VA workload and how do you follow up? So depending on, so all of our clients are very different, right? So everybody has a different, um, a, a different set of tasks that we do for them. We call them tasks. Um, and so what I do with most of the clients is I have a weekly call. So, so we'll first all back up. When we start working together, we have a strategy call. So I get to know your business. Um, I get to understand what you're looking for. I also can look at your business and really, um, usually I can see other places that maybe you as the business owner in the day to day, um, can't see, <laughs> right? Because I'm looking at it from like a zoomed out perspective and it's like, oh, we need to fix help over here and over here. Um, so we, 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 we have a couple of calls, right? I under, I get to understand your business and where we can be the most effective. Um, and, and also what is that timeline, right? We don't just start and just like go and start everything all at once. That's not effective either. So strategy, at least with my agency, strategy is where I start with my clients. Um, there are other, uh, business models out there where you just hire them and you give them all your tasks and they start just doing tasks. Right. But I'm, I am more concerned with the quality and understanding your business, um, than getting tasks done. Um, so obviously we don't do personal assistance in my agency, right? We're very task orientated and, and manage it that way. Um, and then I check in every week. So depending on what we're doing, um, I take this from our conversations. Um, I take those tasks and I delegate them out to my team uh, with a timeline. What they have, a, we have an internal due date, right? And then I review everything, and then we have a, a due date that that you're expecting as a client. So that's how that's how we work. Um, and via several ways of communication, but um, Zoom meetings, um, WhatsApp messages, texting, and also email, of course. And then the weekly, depending on depending on what type of relationship we have, um, I either have a weekly call with my clients or a monthly call, um, whatever we decide on, um, it, you know, whatever we decide on based on the strategy that we come up with together on our on our um, onboarding calls. As a matter of fact, you mentioned earlier ghosting. Uh, I experienced that um, there was a contract in place, and I know you have a contract as well. But how do you manage the safety part and how should we as entrepreneurs ensure there's a level of safety when we enter these relationships with VAs? Right. Because if you think about it, let's say, you know, they're going to be doing your social media for you. They're going to have all your social media, right? They're going to have all your passwords. A lot of people do hire uh, virtual assistants to do their bookkeeping. That's a whole nother level of like, passwords and really, you know, um, important things are going to have access to. Um, so I highly recommend, I'll just keep on bookkeeping for a second. I beg you, <laughs> my listeners, PFAM, if you are thinking that you need help with bookkeeping, that is great. That is a huge task that virtual assistants can help with and take, you know, a, free up a large amount of your time. But I highly um, suggest that you go through an agency versus a, a single freelancer. Um, and that you talk to them and you understand 
how they keep your passwords, where they keep your information, who has access to it, um, that it's in the contract. Like we really need to be careful um, with that, um, obviously for bookkeeping, but just in general, we need to be very careful. Um, and so what we do at our agency, one of the ways that we do that when we onboard a client, um, we have you create a drive in your Google Drive that you own and then you share with us. But but none of your information and none of the content that we create for you, none of the emails that we write, none of anything that we do is stored on our um, company, my agency's drive. So you're the owner of all of your information and all of the work that we do for you. So that's a very important distinction um, that you are the owner and you are in charge of where we collaborate on information because then you are the person that can take that access away from me or anybody at any time you want to. Very, very important. And if you have a VA that is setting up accounts for you, like social media accounts, um, again, you're the person that needs to be in charge of all your passwords and change them frequently. Yeah. That brings me right into privacy and confidentiality of a person's work. What steps do you put in place to ensure that the entrepreneur's work and um, is, is remains confidential and doesn't get out to its competitors and the privacy is in place? Right. So in our contract, um, uh, we have, I think it's almost a whole complete page. Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot of words. Um, but it's all about privacy, right? And it's all about confidentiality. And we have in there exactly um, what we are able to talk about, share, can't share, different timelines, when it even um, outlines when we stop working together, the procedures that are in place, right? Um, into, you know, forever that we're not allowed to do these things. Um, to talk about any of your um, any of your business, right? We have um, NDAs that we sign, Right. So we have all of that in place for your protection. Uh, and that is definitely, I mean, if you are signing, if you are doing this on your own, right, you still, as a, what I mean by is if you're hiring a single VA, you still need to make sure that you have a legal contract to protect yourself. A lot of people are like, well, I'm just going to hire off of Upwork. You know, we'll just be friends. We'll just, I'll just start giving them tasks. Please, please. Um, don't do that. <laughs> even, you know, even if you think I'm just going to try somebody out, please have them sign a legal contract. So that brings up the, the legal contract, right? Um, there, you can obviously have a lawyer draw one up for you. Absolutely a great idea. Um, but there are also, um, uh, law firms that, that offer, um, um, templates, I guess we'll call it, that you can purchase from them for not a lot that are legal. And then you just like, customize them with your, your company information. So at the beginning, I highly recommend that because they're not that expensive. It's a big difference to go hire a lawyer to write a custom contract versus one that will protect you as you're trying people out and deciding if this is even something you want to do. Um, you can have a nice contract in place. Highly recommend it. Highly, highly recommend it. Okay. Um, so that PFAM has given us a lot of information on the process and this is what you will be involved in. But Susie, let's go into the back office a little bit and tell the PFAM what are the key qualities or skills you look for when you're hiring your team, when you're hiring the VA. And also, 
added to that, what advice would you give to an entrepreneur or business seeking to hire a VA for the first time? Perfect. Um, yes. So of course, right. Knowing what you having an understanding of what you're going to want help with, right. So looking and then looking for that, the person that has those skills. So let's just use social media as a uh, marketing, as a, um, as the subject, right. So obviously you need to find, you need to search out for somebody that has, I always say a minimum of at least two years experience. Okay. We need to have somebody that is, doesn't want to learn on us. Right. Um, so at least two years experience. And I, we also require, um, that we have uh, referrals, right? We want to talk, we want them to prove, right? We want to talk to people that they have worked with before. So that's very important. Um, and be, and then if they're going to be doing any type of creative work for us, so social media content, email, anything in the creative realm and branding and graphics and things like that, um, we also require a portfolio of their work. So we don't even, when people apply, right, when we're looking to bring people onto our team, we won't even entertain them if they do not, you know, at least that's a requirement to even get on a call with me to talk, right? Um, so very important that the skills match what you're looking for. Um, the, the other piece of that is this is what I've learned for years of interviewing people, hundreds of people, right? We do this all the time, um, is that tasks, certain things. Okay. Let me back up. You're not going to find somebody that most likely is amazing at every single thing that you need, right? Probably not going to happen. Um, so what are the most important ones? Those are the skills that we're going to like you know, put in our ad or go look for, right? Um, but what I have learned, because I've learned over time that I can, um, I can train skills. Skills are trainable, right? We, we can, we can do a course. I can train people. We put our, our, um, SOPs in place. Skills are teachable. This is what is not teachable. And what I have learned is the most valuable in the world. <laughs> communication, communication, right? Communication and doing what you said you're going to do. Meaning if we have a call, um, if you're supposed to email me, if you're supposed to, if you have a due date of something, right? Like I need people that are very, very communicative. Meaning I want to, we talk all the time. My assistants and I, we, we text, talk, email, Zoom every single day, all day. Like communication is, is just the most important thing um, and reliability. And I, I have found that because I've tried, I can't, I haven't had really great success at taking somebody who is not already inherently able to communicate and be reliable and train that into them. It's, it's like a character trait. <laughs> and so what I do, even as early, and this is a tip I'll give, I'll give the PFAM. Um, if you're looking to, to reach out and start talking to people, right? And interviewing people, uh, in the, even the email, um, that is that we are talking about being able to schedule a Zoom co conversation. I give them some steps to do. I am testing them from our first email, right? So I will say, okay, if you're available, please respond to this email. And then I give them like three things to do. Please tell me the day and time that works for you. Please attach your, um, your profile. Um, please send me a text message or WhatsApp message to this number when, when you're done. Right, right there, I, I end up not having a, not continuing the conversation with probably 
seven out of 10 of the people I talk to. But, but to me, that's a filter, right? Because what we don't want to have happen, and I've been, I've done this a million times in my business until I really learned that I was just spinning my wheels. I'm really, really nice. I really like people. I really want to help people. I really like great people. And, and, but so I would wait too long. I would give them too many chances. I would um, say, well, oh, it was just, you know, they didn't get that, you know, they got two out of three. Okay. I, I, that has bit, turned around and bitten me in the behind many more times than I care to talk about. So from the very beginning, be very careful how people respond to you, if they respond to you on time, and if what they're saying, you know, if they're understanding, if you're able to communicate. And that's why I always suggest getting on a Zoom as well. Because eye contact and meeting somebody in person is also very, very important. Um, and, you know, if they show up late to the first Zoom, I don't, I, I don't um, have a second one. I'll just put it that way. Right. So, cause they're showing you right up front because everybody's on their best behavior when they're on a, going to a job interview. So if that can't even happen in the way that I need it to happen, it usually isn't going to work out in the long, in the long run. So be super careful and always give little tasks for people to complete. Even when you're first meeting them, it'll say a lot. It'll tell you a lot. You'll learn a lot. <laughs> Thank you, Susie. And for me, having owned a staffing firm and just knowing the requirements that we have to go through, thoroughly checking references, past experiences, performing drug and aptitude tests, how do you confirm the VA is who they say they are in those areas? Yeah. So a couple, well, there's a couple things. Um, I have a community, we'll call it, um, where I go to, uh, where VAs are, let's see, how do, how do I say it? they are, they are listed, they are part of, they have joined, right? So, and when they join this, um, community, uh, they are, there are certain things that they have to do, right? So their identity is checked, their ID is checked. There's this, there's a, to be part of this community that I also pay to be a part of, to, to, um, have access to these high quality, we'll call them virtual assistants. Um, so this particular company um, does the background, why I use them, they do the background checks, they do the identity, they, um, they also the VAs that are in there, and there's lots of these type of communities around. Um, but the VAs in there also um, other work that they've done with other clients, rate them, right? So they have like a five star rating or, a, you know, um, their bios are in there. So I, I find it so worth the money that I pay to be part of that community, um, because they do all that for me. Uh, because that's really important, right? If you go to somewhere just like Upwork, you're, you're the person that is doing that. So, and I'm all, uh, let me also make that clear that when you hire an agency versus a person, right? When you hire my agency, I'm in charge of all that, right? If you're just doing a solo person, you are in charge of all of it, including paying them, right? So um, my VAs, I pay my VAs. My clients pay me. That's it. That They pay me, right? So you as a, as a person that would hire us, would you don't have to pay the VAs, right? And of course, like Dr. D mentioned, one of the most beautiful things <laughs> of being, being able to hire people virtually um, and not bring them into your office and have to pay for office space, um, you know, employment taxes, all those things. Um, it, it's, that's one of the reasons why it's so great. And, and one of the reasons it's so popular that people love. Um, so, so, you know, 
again, even though I do believe that there is a, a successful way to be a single person and hire a single VA on your own, uh, it happens all the time. And I, I know people that love their VAs, then they've done it that way. You just really need to keep in mind that everything is on you, meaning how you share your information with them, the contract, um, you know, all of those things that we talked about. Um, you're the person that's going to be in charge of that and there's no one to fall back on, right? So I highly recommend, obviously, I am an agency. Of course, I'm going to recommend that, but it's true. <laughs> there's a lot of protections in place if you're using an agency. And when it comes down to it, I'm the one that is in charge of all my team, right? So like with you, Dr. D, you know, if something happens that you aren't happy with or, uh, or one of my BAs is ill or what have you, um, it comes down to me. Like I'm the person that will still make sure that your stuff gets done, right? I still know how to do all of the stuff. I just delegate it out to my team. So there is some, uh, there's a, depending on your comfort level, right? Um, and how much you want to be in charge of the relationship with your VA, uh, very, very important to really understand yourself and how you like to work and your level of comfort, um, letting people like kind of into your world. There's lots of options out there. Wonderful. So Susie, the trends, what should entrepreneurs be thinking about with this VA trend, the remote work, uh, the gig economy? You know, what should your clients be prepared for in this industry? Are you saying the typical hiring scenario is over now? Is it will the VA market take over this whole hiring thing? What should we expect? Yeah. So, you know, everybody, everybody's different, right? I, I talk with many, many business owners in all different um, industries and there's still, you know, even though the VA industry is huge and it's growing and all of this, there it's still the traditional businesses, right? Traditional offices, traditional work business model is still massive, right? Like I don't, I don't think VAs are going to take over the world, right? Like all of it. Um, I just believe that there, this is a new opportunity for people. People, it just brings more choices to people, right? Some people. And, and I've talked to many of them. They can't imagine that you would not have your personal assistant in your office so you could sit next to each other. But like they can't imagine working that way. Obviously, a virtual assistant would be very different and difficult and not for them. So again, I, I said this a couple times in different ways, but it's really important to know yourself, <laughs> right? It's really important to know um, how you want to work with people. Um, so, um, but as far as trends in the virtual assistant economy, we'll call it, um, something that is happening right now, we're seeing it in everything, right? But is the, um, the AI that is becoming available, right? So the, um, all of these softwares that, um, we are able as virtual assistants to access now to create better content, to create better systems for our clients. So in our agency, we're very aware and keep on top of um, the new softwares that are coming out all the time that make our work better, faster, easier, right? So we can transfer that over to our clients. So what we're learning um, as, as we're trying to be, you know, at the forefront of AI um, and integrating that into our agency is that my VAs, right? A lot of their work that used to be very manual um, is now 
migrating to being able to manage softwares. So the work that we're putting out is the same. We're still doing social media content. We're still doing, you know, email management. We're still doing these things for our clients, but, but we're being more, we're using softwares more and learning how to manage those softwares, um, to work synergistically for our clients rather than doing the, like the data entry, right? Like who needs data entry anymore? It's all done automatically, right? So we're, we're able to do things, like I said, quicker, faster, and more efficient um, by learning to uh, utilize um, all the AI that is rapidly, I mean, every day, and I'm not exaggerating in my feed, right? I come, there's a new, there's a new software. And then I have to look at it and say, okay, is this something we integrate into our business for our clients? Does this make sense? And I will say most of them make sense. <laughs> most of the, so, you know, if that's another, um, as you're looking and hiring, looking to hire, um, it's very important that one of the questions be like, you know, you want to make sure that your team that you hire or even your virtual assistant that you hire is keeping up with the way that the, um, technical world is advancing so rapidly because you don't want to fall behind. Um, and it also will help you as a business owner understand um, that things can be done better and quicker and also save you a lot of money if you can find somebody that is able to utilize AI as it becomes available so quickly. Um, yeah, that's a really important piece. Beautiful. Well, Susie, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing with our PFAM around the globe all the information needed about virtual assistance. Now, please tell the PFAM how can they find you? Do you have an email? Do you have a website? Please. Yes. Yeah. The, the easiest way is our website. Um, we have a lot of information on there and some contact buttons if you want to schedule a complimentary consultation to see if you, um, you know, are even somebody that wants to be working with a, with a VA. Um, so the, it is www.thevirtualrxagency.com. www t h e v i r t u a l r x a g e n c y dot c o m, and I'm sure those will be in that'll be in the show notes and uh, and all of that. Um, but always happy to hop on like a complimentary 15 minute consultation just to see you know if you're somebody that's trying to work out like how would this even work for my business or would it right? Yes. Well, thank you once again, Susie. And PFAM, embracing virtual assistance is the way forward and a great opportunity to streamline your business, the business productivity, and save on costs. So know that HR professionals must understand this impact, and it's going to be a trend on policies that will enable organizations to work flexibly. So keep in mind, no job is too big or too small for the VA. My special offering to you for inspiration and empowerment is to access my online course. There, you will be able to reinvent your past and revolutionize your future. Your commitment coupled with my success strategies will guide and support you on your journey. You can find it by logging on to drdcarroll.com, D-R-D-E-E-C-A-R-R-O-L-L 
www.empowermentcoachingmy.com. There you will also find empowerment coaching. You can engage me as your personal or group empowerment coach. When you mention today's podcast, you will get 10% for you or your group. My books are there, Emotional Emancipation, Step Into Your Freedom, Reinvent Your Challenges, and Move Beyond All of Your Trials, Tribulations, and Adversities. Also, my newest book, Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places. There you will discover the importance of self-love first. Now, please know that Dr. D is always going to leave you with something to stand on. So allow me to leave you today with Proverbs 16.3, which tells us, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Also, Proverbs 14.23 says, there's profit in hard work, but mere talk leads to poverty. PFAM, Susie, thank you once again. Take care and be safe. Thank you for listening. I hope you found today's episode valuable and inspiring. Remember, you have the power to reinvent your past and revolutionize your future. If you want to continue on your journey towards emotional freedom and achieving your full potential, be sure to visit drdcarroll.com. That's D-R- D-E-E-C-A-R-R-O-L-L dot com for more resources and information. Again, thank you for listening. And until next time, remember that quitting is not an option.